listening to Joe and the 7-1-Dine podcast. Yes, this is Joe. This is the 7-1-Dine podcast. A very unique, a very special 7-1-Dine podcast episode for you today. I am talking, well, last night I was talking to my friend Terry from the UK, from London, and I'm just going to jump right into it because his voice is way better than my voice. I'm a soldier of love. Soldier of love, maybe. Hello. So would anybody care to have a discussion? Who wants to come and have a chat? Hello, Joe. Oh, I have a guest. Who can this be? Oh, it's Joe. Well, a few times, I, 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 I don't know if I've had Joe as a guest ever before. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's... Yeah, I'm not sure if that's happened before. I think this is the first. I've been a guest for you a few times. I know that for a fact, but um, yeah. yeah. The tables are turned. The tables are turned, Joe. <laughs> yes, they have, right? <laughs> right. So this is where Terry and I kind of shift the conversation to reviews, online, review sites, ratings, stuff like that, basically. Or oh, the star system, isn't it? Five stars, four stars, you know. Right. And uh, if I see lots of um, good reviews, I think, oh, I bet this looks legit, you know. And uh, But if I see people saying, oh, terrible service and blah, 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 I think, right, I, I won't bother using them. I'll find somebody else, you know. Yeah. As they say, you never get a second chance to create a good impression or a first impression. Yeah. I mean, not to uh, to promote myself, you know, in radio we called it a shameless plug. But, you know, I started a, a podcast and it's something that I, I worked on for quite a bit. And then I kept putting it off. And then I finally met someone here on Wisdom and, and we talked offline and he gave me a lot of, like, he truly became like a, a mentor. Not that anybody on here, um, isn't, you know, Daryl with the dashes, I would call a true mentor, but it was interesting to, you know, have that conversation with him on the outside. And we have, we have so many Yelps and so many Google reviews and, you know, the here in, in Colorado Springs, they do, uh, the paper does a, a best of the springs and it, and it comes across yeah. sometimes as a popularity contest. So I started this, this website. I focus only on Southern Colorado. And what I do is I go out and, and find the stories from the people who are going to this restaurant. They've been going there for breakfast for 30 years. I want to know why. You know, I want to yeah. know the history of this restaurant and what, how it came to be. And it's passed down huh. from generation to generation. And the other thing is, is that my site isn't a review site. You know, I want to tell the stories and have people go and visit these establishments based on, you know, what they, what they hear about. Yeah. You know, what can I tell you? about a restaurant that's been around for 90 years. Yeah. You know, they've, they've, they've lasted almost a century. Yeah. There's nothing, I mean, they're there for a reason. Yeah. 
And um, they tend to they tend to hand it down in the family, don't they? Yeah, you know, I mean, father to son, and you know, to their son. Yeah, I'm going to read this this message that I got um, through uh, social media, and I thought it would take about six months of having this uh, podcast and website going to to get someone to reach out to me. Uh, yeah. But here's what here's what he said. Thanks for reaching out. I love your site and mission. Anytime you you like to come in, let me know. Um, if if you're looking for a Pueblo restaurant with history and a hell of a story, where your place. In a nutshell, Pueblo's first pizza place. Great grandparents started it about 80 years ago after the mob threatened to kill him if he didn't stop his bootlegging business. They were the only two employees for the first several years, trading off 12-hour shifts. I was originally called the Bessemer uh, Drive-In and eventually changed to INs. Not sure why. We've also had three extremely popular nightclubs ran by my uncle in the 60s and 70s that many of the older customers remember fondly. It's pretty cool. I'll show you if you come in, but the last nightclub called The Wiz, Agni still looks like it did when it was in operation from what the old timers tell me. Again, thanks for the message. And if there is any way we can collaborate, let me know. So I looked into it a bit more. There was a big, huge moonshining run down here with the mafia. The, the mafia, one of the mafia uh, groups down here uh, had ties to Al Capone out of Chicago. Huge what? bootlegging business. They had uh, underground tunnels where they would move the stuff. And, yeah. you know, but unless you ask the questions, you know, and a lot of the places, their grandfather was part of the mob. And... Yeah. It's still under their name. They're not part of the mob. You know, that's been there for 90 years, but they also have an amazing history. And you obviously, there you go. It's like, hey, the older customers remember this stuff fondly. Like, yeah, that's the story you want to hear. You don't want to, hey, I gave this three stars. Well, maybe you don't like the food. Maybe that's yeah. not your type, you know? Yeah. It's like movie reviews, you know? Yeah. Everybody's got their own taste. They've got their own, you know, preferences. Yeah. I just wanted to put this together to like, hear the story, go or don't go. I don't even put out there like, you know, hey, this is the best pizza in Colorado Springs. Yeah. You know, I'll say, hey, here's what they offer. And, you know, when I go into these restaurants and I say, here's what I want to do. It doesn't cost you anything. I just want your story and I'm going to put it out there. And when someone comes back and says, oh, yeah, I was a dishwasher at this restaurant, that's a great story. But when they say, oh, yeah, they were going to kill my grandfather if he didn't stop bootlegging, so he opened a pizza place. And it's been there for 90 years. I mean, uh, what else can I say? Well, that's right. Now, I'll tell you, I, I had an interesting experience only a month or so ago, right? Because <clears throat> just down the road from where I work in London, there's like a, a calf, you know, yeah. and um, sandwich bar, you know, um, sitting, nothing fancy, you know. It, uh, you know, in America, you don't really call them calves, you call them um, diners, you know. And, um, yeah, so I've been going there a few years and uh, always friendly, have a chat, you know, reasonable prices, you know. The food isn't anything high cuisine, but it's um, it does the job, Joe, you know. It, it's cooked, cooked okay, and things like that. So I used to, um, if I uh, sometimes in, a, in the morning, if I had time, I'd pop in there, 
and get myself because I, I can't eat anything first thing. So um, sometimes when I'm nearly at work, uh, I might start feeling a little bit like um, hungry, like you know. So I thought oh, I'll pop in. I'm about twenty minutes early. I'll get myself a fried egg roll, right? Yeah. And um, so yeah, so that's what I did. Now and again, I pop in, get myself a fried egg roll. Anyway, I noticed it was shut, Joe, um, for nearly a week. I thought, oh, I'll be on a holiday. Anyway, the next week it was open again. And um, apparently it was under new management, that dreaded word, Joe, under new management. So they must have sold up, like, you know. So anyway, I purchased, I normally paid uh, £2.50 for a fried egg roll, you know, which is, you know, it, it, it's it's not cheap, cheap, but it's not like um, extortionate. I, and I thought I didn't mind paying it, you know, you got a nice big roll. And um, anyway... I went in there for a coffee. I was thinking of getting a Friday roll. Then I, but when I found out it was under new management, I looked up at the prices, Joe. And have a guess how much that Friday egg roll, within a few weeks under new management, had gone up from £2.50 to... Have a guess how much it went up to. Okay, I don't know. At least doubled. Well, well, not quite, but close. £4. It's like 60%. Uh, no, hang on. 40% increase? Uh, yeah. I just plugged it into the quadratic formula and it, it checks out. Yeah. And I thought, okay. And you know what, Joe? I've never been back since. So just think of, of, the, of the, the clientele, the customers who used to be regulars, you know, through their hiking up the prices. And, um, and they didn't seem to be overly friendly either, Joe. That's another thing I noticed. And, uh, yep. Yeah, I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder how long they're going to stay in business. What do you reckon? Oh, man. I don't suspect they'll be in business that long. Yeah. Now, Davil was in the audience. So I don't know if he's still here, but he, he did a great talk of, oh, last year, was it? And he was talking about an experience he had in, in this diner restaurant in America. And um, I think it was a you know, parsley on top of something or other. And anyway, I think he called his talk, what is the garnish or something like that? He'll probably uh, send a message to you if he's still listening. But anyway, you know, it, it's they go that little bit extra, Joe, you know, to make it like out of the ordinary. So here's another pivot that Terry and I went through. This is basically us talking about customer service, really understanding that and understanding the lifetime value of a customer. Yeah, and if, and if a customer is upset or maybe um, uh, the food didn't arrive as expected, right? Um, you know, if, if they go out of the way to pull it right, you know, oh, hey, oh, we've done it for you again, and 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 and, and, and say they, it's on the house. Now that is a great gesture, isn't it? You can go on Google or Yelp or whatever review site is out there, yeah. and if you were to get that, and you're like, hey, this is a good restaurant, and it serves the the cuisine we're looking for, and they yeah. were to drive over there and. It's like a cinder block building with a door and it looks kind of shady. People may just drive off, but if they, yeah. if they hear from the owners and the restaurant tours about their history and what they offer and how they came to be, yeah. then there's that, there's that trust. Yes. Yeah. Trust and, um, integrity. Yeah. Um, just reminded me of another story actually. 
oh, I'm going back probably more than five years, right? I went in a, another like cafeteria, um, it, um, you know, in the area where I work. Um, anyway, I, I went in. I don't want nothing fancy, Joe. A cup of coffee and uh, a cheese and sweet pickle sandwich. Now, I don't know whether you're familiar with sweet pickle. It's like, um, it looks brown. It's got like, small chunks of onion in it and various vegetables with molasses and that sort no, of thing. No, <laughs> Okay. Well, if you go on, um, you, you can Google it, you know, just say Sweet Pickle UK. Branston Pickle is a brand name, which a lot of people in the UK are familiar with. Anyway, um, so I said, can I have a um, cheese and pickle sandwich, please, and a coffee, right? Anyway, the sandwich comes out, my coffee comes out. Um, it's just plain cheese sandwich, Joe. I said, oh. So I said to the waitress, oh, excuse me, I asked for cheese and pickle. And so she looks at me, picks it up, takes it back, says to the um, the guy behind the counter, he looks at me. So anyway, he gets out a jar of sweet pickle, Joe, and he gets a knife, and he makes a big thing, right, of scooping out huge amounts of this sweet pickle, puts it on, spreading it on the cheese, nearly an inch thick or a half inch, something like that. And then it comes back to me, Joe, and it's like there's more sweet pickle than cheese in this sandwich, right? And I thought, oh, I see what's going on here. Awkward customer, eh? I'll show you. Okay. So I made a point, Joe, of eating every single bit of it. And when I left, Joe, after I paid, I said, thank you, that was delicious. And I walked out, and I never darkened their doors That's again. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, you can pop back up, Joe. I do have another guest waiting. And Terry did have another guest waiting, so I kind of took a back seat. For two reasons. One, obviously, he had another guest waiting, and I basically hijacked his live talk last night. However, I'm glad that the subject of food and customer service came up and that we got a perspective from across the pond. And this officially makes the 7-1 Dine podcast an international podcast. Terry, one of my favorite people in all of this world. One small bit of housekeeping. I am taking next week off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. So I really, really, really hope you and your family enjoy Thanksgiving. I do want to say that tonight I was at one of my favorite spots in Colorado Springs. That is correct. Slice 420. I had their Thanksgiving pie. I have to tell you, get it while you can, because once it's gone, I suspect it's going to be close to a year before it comes back. Thanks to everyone who has supported 7-1-Dine and the 7-1-Dine podcast. And like I always say, until next time. Where can you find the 7-1-Dine podcast? Well, you can find the 7-1-Dine podcast wherever you look for and find podcasts. Don't forget to visit us online at 7-1-Dine.com.